Scaled Up Nation, we are professional water treaters, and we need to know what's in the water, and the tools we use to analyze that water needs to be of the top quality. One of the tools that we use are dip slides to determine planktonic bacteria and fungi counts. Fluid Maintenance Solutions provides affordable, reliable, and quality dip slides. Fluid Maintenance Solutions can private label your dip slides with your company logo. Don't leave an empty box behind with your customer. Leave them a branded reminder of you and your company. Order before August 31st and pay only $14.95 per box of 10-count dip slides. Give Fluid Maintenance Solutions a call today at 405-612-7869 or go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash dip slides. Fluid Maintenance Solutions, quality dip slides you can count on. As a listener of the Scaling Up H2O podcast, you are looking for ways to learn more. NACE, the National Association of Corrosion Engineers, is helping us do this very thing. NACE's basic corrosion e-course is a knowledge-packed course that teaches us the science of corrosion, inspection and monitoring methods, and the different factors that determine the corrosion of the assets we treat as industrial water treaters. Go to nace.org forward slash scaling up and receive a $200 discount on the basic corrosion e-course through August 31st. NACE courses are recognized globally as the premier technical training for the corrosion workforce. Get started learning today by going to nace.org forward slash scaling up. Welcome to Scaling Up H2O, of course, everybody's favorite water treatment podcast. And folks, we are smack dab in the middle of August, and we as the Scaling Up Nation have deemed August Legionella Awareness Month. I hope you are taking some time learning more about Legionella Legionnaire's disease and how we as water treatment professionals can prevent it. And folks, I've received so many questions about Legionella. I appreciate those questions from the initial show where I started off, where we just did a very basic what the heck is Legionella to today. I've received some great questions. And the last show of this month, it's my intention to answer those questions. But some of the questions I want to try to answer with some guests. And I know that we've heard from some really fantastic people in the Legionella community already, previously on Scaling Up H2O. Well, a question that I get is about the different types of tests that are out there. And the one that came up over and over and over again is the test that Spartan will do. And that's that very quick test that you can run in their, they call it the cube. And there were questions about it. So I asked Spartan if they could come on the show and talk a little bit about that. And Dr. Paul Lim was very gracious. He is our guest today. He's going to take some of the questions you have about his product and get you some answers. So Nation, I hope you enjoy your questions of me asking to Dr. Lim. Today, my lab partner is Paul Lim. 
co-founder and chief executive officer of Spartan. How are you, Paul? I'm great. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. I know uh, lots of things going on right now. We appreciate you taking the time to come on. We're going to talk a lot about Legionella testing and around Legionella. But before we do, do you mind sharing with the Scaling Up Nation a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm a medical doctor by training. My specialty was infectious disease and microbiology. I've been a biotech entrepreneur almost 20 years now. So some of the things I've done, if you've ever gotten a test from 23andMe or Ancestry.com, that's SpitCup. I'm the co-inventor of it. I wrote the patents. Very cool. How about that? Yeah, it's a little known fact. I have spit in your cup. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So I think millions of people, I think it's the top selling thing on Amazon Prime Day now. Interesting. Yeah, I got it as a gift a couple of Christmases ago. Uh, really cool, all the information that comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just shows you how DNA is getting to the mainstream. Everyone is getting touched by it. Well, very cool. So what brought you to start the company Spartan? Yeah, so Spartan, we've been around for about 15 years, and our vision was always, how do you bring the power of molecular testing, so DNA testing, out of the lab, away from those mainframe DNA analyzers, to on-site point of care where people with no technical training can actually run these tests. Interesting. So I've been familiar with you guys for, I don't know, maybe two years or so. I think I met you originally at an ASHRAE conference where uh, I saw a demo of your rapid test. So we're, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk all around Legionella testing. I feel like I cut you off a little bit, though, when uh, you were telling us a little bit about yourself. So any more you want to share? Oh, I think that was a pretty good background. I was just going to talk about founding Spartan Bioscience out of my apartment and growing it up. Took a while, and now we're here. Paul, you were telling me earlier that Spartan's doing some work with COVID-19. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. What we have is this portable DNA analyzer. So we spent many years developing it. What happened when COVID-19, the pandemic, started hitting the world, we noticed that the CDC had published a recipe for a COVID-19 PCR test. So that's a molecular diagnostic test. And so we adapted the CDC's recipe onto our device. And that's what let us quickly release this fast, portable, very accurate COVID-19 test. Now we hear on the news where they're release or they're relaxing what they're allowing tests to come to market with. Now we hear that on the news and we say, okay, we really don't know what that means. So your experience and you being in developing those actual tests, what does that mean and, and how has it really helped getting more tests on the market? Normally what happens is it takes, call it a year or more, to actually develop one of these tests and then validate it. And the validation, what normally takes a long time, is you have to perform a clinical study where you take your device, you compare it against a lab-based test on several hundred patients. And then you have to submit that to the FDA and it takes them months to review. In contrast, because COVID-19 is such a public health emergency crisis, the FDA has relaxed those rules where you don't have to run that big clinical study with hundreds of patients. You can just run it on as few as 30 samples where you just spike some of the COVID-19 RNA onto the sample. So it's much faster. And also the FDA turns around approvals within, I believe it's 15 days. So that's what's getting all these tests come to market. Well, to shift our conversation a little bit towards Legionella, I want to ask the question, if somebody gets Legionnaire's disease today, what's the likelihood that a doctor is going to think they have COVID over Legionella and hence they don't get the right treatment? That's a great point. So COVID-19 is so top of mind now. And I think a lot of doctors also, they 
just think of pneumonia and they just treat it as a typical pneumonia. And what a lot of doctors, as a, speaking as a doctor myself, don't realize is that probably around 13%, maybe as high as 20% of all these pneumonia patients are actually Legionnaires' disease. So I think there's significant underdiagnosis of Legionnaires. Well, let's talk about the different tests. So what are the different Legionella tests available today? I think it falls into three broad categories. So the one that's most commonly used is you take that water sample, you ship it off to the lab, they put it on a Petri dish, and it grows. So that's called Legionella culture testing. It takes about 10 to 14 days to get a result because Legionella takes time to grow on that Petri dish. Second form of testing is what's called Legionella qPCR testing. It stands for Quantitative Polymerase Chain Reaction, or PCR. PCR is Nobel Prize winning DNA amplification chemistry. So that can give you results very quickly within, call it 30 to 60 minutes. The challenge has been historically, it detects live and dead bacteria. So that's where a company like ours, Spartan, has come up with some innovations where we don't have those issues. And finally, the third major class of technology is these rapid uh, dip slides. So it's kind of a version of culture testing, but it's on this little culture-based slide that can give results in 48 hours. It's very fast, very cheap, but historically been extremely inaccurate. So why would you use one test over another? Well, when we talk to our customers, it seems like most of them are using the culture-based testing because that's what's in standards, it's in regulations, people are very familiar with it. People do know that there's significant limitations. First limitation takes so long, 10 to 14 days, whereas we know from the science that regional can grow to outbreak levels in water systems in as few as seven days. Second major problem with culture testing is it's rather inaccurate. So the CDC did a big proficiency study of their elite certified Legionella labs and found that on average, the labs were undercounting the amount of Legionella by 17 times, and results were differing between labs by six times. And then our company, Spartan, did a study with the government of Canada where we showed that the reason for the inaccuracy of culture testing is those biocides that you add to water systems actually starts killing the bacteria as you transport to the lab, even if you use sodium thiosulfate, even if you put it on ice. People have known there's been these problems with culture testing. And that leads us to qPCR, which is our company has developed the first qPCR test that addresses the historical limitations. First, it gives results on-site in 45 minutes instead of having to ship it off the lab and take days for the mainframe DNA analyzer results. Second, it's calibrated culture. So it's directly equivalent to whatever the readout and colony forming units is, our test gets the same. And the final thing is we have a way of getting rid of the dead bacteria, so we only report the live bacteria. Paul, earlier you mentioned three different types of tests. Are they all legally defensible? In terms of legally defensible, it appears that it's best to follow guidelines such as the ASHRAE 188 guideline. And right now, the ASHRAE 188 guideline talks about how you can use things like culture testing and also qPCR-based testing. And so if you point to those things, I think that's your best defense. There's a term that comes up all the time when we talk about Legionella testing, and it's the gold standard. What exactly does that mean? This is a phrase that commonly comes from the medical diagnostic industry. So the gold standard refers to what does the majority of the experts think is the best way to diagnose something. And I think for Legionella testing right now, most people would say the gold standard is culture testing. That being said, over the last 10 or 15 years in medical diagnostics, culture has stopped being the gold standard. and we have migrated over to these PCR-based tests because they're just so much more accurate and also faster. And so I think we're in this 
transition period for Legion all testing, where we are going to migrate from culture to qPCR tests. And as an example, CDC, New York State Department of Health, regional experts, when they actually go on site and investigate outbreaks, generally the test that they're running is qPCR-based tests to actually trace the outbreak. Then they use culture testing as a follow-up. What does it take for a new test to become the new gold standard? Generally to become the new gold standard, that's where there has to be enough publications, enough experts using the test that the general consensus becomes that this test is now the new gold standard. I think we're seeing that with regional qPCR testing, so this DNA-based, molecular-based testing. Companies like ours, we're getting our technology in the hands of enough of the world's experts, such as the CDC, New York State Department of Health. They're getting familiar with it. Papers are being published. It's starting to be written into guidelines. So over time, I think the industry will transition to this. I think the big advantage of Spartan's on-site regional qPCR test is it provides very fast results. It's calibrated to culture so you can use your existing action levels. It affects live, not dead bacteria. And these advantages of our test are why we have customers like the CDC, New York State Department of Health, and a lot of the world's regional experts. They actually go on site and they investigate outbreaks with our test. We're also members of top regional standards committees around the world, such as the ASHRAE 188 committee. I'm a, I'm a member. And also the ISO 12869 committee uh, for regional testing. What are some lessons that you've learned as you've developed these tests? One of the things we've noticed comparing our test to other regional PCR tests is historically in the literature, it's been reported that regional PCR tests, they are often prone to inhibition and they often have false negative rates. And in the study we did with the government of Canada, we noticed the biggest problem was when you ship sample to a lab, and you test it with any technology. So whether in the lab you test it with PCR, culture testing, or even our test, you get this false negative problem because the biocides in the water start killing the bacteria right away. No matter if you have sodium thiosulfate, no matter if you ship it on ice. So really any lab-based test, it suffers from that shipping problem. And then problems unique to lab-based qPCR is it detects live and not dead bacteria. So often overcalls the amount of legionella there. And it's also not calibrated to culture. So Different regional PCR labs can report wildly different numbers that are not really grounded in reality. And so that's why we aim to solve all those problems with our on-site, very fast, very accurate regional qPCR test. Do you mind explaining what the process of taking that test is? With our test, you take a water sample, and then we ship you this single-use disposable kit that concentrates 20 mils of water down to a 20 microliter cartridge. Put that cartridge to our device hit go, and then you get results in 45 minutes. So really fast, really accurate, and detects live and not dead bacteria. And so you see how this can be advantageous over conventional culture-based testing. That takes 10 to 14 days, undercounts the amount of regional by an average of 17-fold, and also has, is prone to that false negative problem because the bacteria dies as you're shipping it to the lab. I think one of the great things about our testing procedure is we're now deployed all around the world all sorts of expert organizations, but also real estate companies. And we have people with no technical training running our test every day around the world. So it shows it's a really robust test, really easy to use, been used in very high-profile outbreaks to actually trace the source of the problem. And there's more and more research papers that are coming out validating our technology. So we think we have a solid choice for anyone who wants fast and accurate detection of Legionella contamination. So right now, New York is the only one that I'm aware of that's requiring 
uh, people to register their cooling towers with the health department and have a, a plan in regards to their cooling tower. Uh, are a lot of your tests being used in the New York area? Some there. And I would also say we're getting more interest and customers in industries where they can't afford downtime. So things like data centers, oil and gas companies, the hospitality groups, and also uh, the healthcare sector. And I believe it was a few years ago that Medicare and Medicaid mandated that all uh, hospitals and long-term care facilities that receive Medicare dollars, they actually have to implement a Legionella management program that includes testing. And that's really spurring the rise of that market segment. Some of our listeners might be wondering if they start using this type of test, and since it's not yet considered the gold standard and something happens, is that going to be defensible? Is that considered that they're doing the best practices? How would you answer that question? The way to answer that question is the ASHRAE 1 at 8 standard, I think in the last few days, actually just published an update that includes new testing methods such as PCR. So now I think people can actually point to the widely followed ASHRAE standard, and that would be defensible for them if they incorporated something like our on-site QPCR test into their Legionella testing program. What are some common errors that you've seen people make when it comes to not only your tests, but other tests? One of the most common errors we see is people just don't test enough. So if you look at, let's say, the New York State regulations, of course, a culture test every 30 days, and then also a dip slide test every week. And the problem there is with 30 days, Legionella, we know, can grow to outbreak levels in as few as seven days. And so every 30 days is just not frequent enough. And that's why those New York City, New York State regulations, they recognize this by trying to do a weekly dip slide test. Of course, the biggest problem with dip slide tests is the sensitivity is so poor. Right? You have to be 10 to 100 times outbreak levels before you can even reliably detect it. And so if I had one piece of advice, it's people should be testing probably every two weeks for Legionella. That's the best balance between cost and also making sure you minimize your risk. So we've got a doctor on the line right now. So uh, I want to ask you, what do you consider to be best practices in, in these types of facilities? So the, the three I want to ask you about are uh, starting up a brand new facility. And then something that we're going to have to deal with a lot in this country because things are shut down, water systems are dormant, and now they're coming back online. So what are best practices for bringing those back online? And then specifically caring for a facility that has high risk factors in it. My personal opinion is best practices, we should look to what the medical diagnostic industry does. Because in medicine, it's patients' lives are at risk. So we use the best technology. And that best technology has been established over the last 10 to 15 years to be qPCR-based testing, not culture testing. We've really migrated away from culture testing. It's just too slow, too inaccurate, even though it's a lot less expensive. So for the Legionella management I think if you really want to minimize your risk, your best bet would be to do some sort of regional QPCR testing every two weeks on your water system. It's by far the most accurate, and it'll make sure you have early detection before regional grows out of control. Anything special that you would do for a system that's been dormant for an extended amount of time? For a system that's been dormant, I think it's really important to do that regional QPCR test right away before you start it up. Because... It's, the water's been sitting there, Legionella could be growing out, the biofilm could be growing, 
the last thing you want to do is start system and aerosolize all that weed and people breathe it in. And I think this is why for the government of Canada, they have regulations for federal government buildings that before startup, all these buildings actually have to perform a Legionella qPCR test and get those negative results back before the, the cooling tower can be started up. So where's the best place to take a sample in a dormant system? Well, I think this is where people often sample from different points. So somewhere like a distal place and then also closer to, from your cooling tower. Paul, you've got tens of thousands of water treaters listening to you right now. What's the best piece of advice that you have for the Scaling Up Nation? The best piece of advice I have is people should be regularly testing for Legionella. And you probably want to do it every two weeks. 30 days is not enough. I even see people sometimes test like twice a year. But that, I think, is ridiculous. Legionella can grow to outbreak levels in as few as seven days. And especially now, as you've had all those water systems dormant or stagnant because of COVID-19, it's more important than ever to test, especially once you're starting up. Paul, if somebody wanted to learn more about testing, what advice do you have for them? Where should they go? I think if you want to learn more about testing, the ASHRAE 1 and 8 guideline does a really good job of summarizing the different types of Legionella testing technologies and their pros and cons. And there's been a new update to the ASHRAE 1 and 8 guideline 12, just came out a few days ago. And as a member of the committee, I think our committee really did a good job on educating people. You don't need a technical background. You can read that and get up to speed relatively quickly. I'll make sure to have links to that on our show notes page. Paul, I really appreciate you coming on Scaling Up H2O. I think we gave some new information to a lot of listeners. And uh, I know you're busy making sure that we've got plenty of COVID tests. We've got plenty of Legionella tests. So I just want to thank you for all you do. It's my pleasure to be on your show. Thank you. Nation, I think it's safe to say that you are never done learning when you decide you're going to be a professional water treater. And we thought we knew everything about how Legionella was tested. Well, as science comes out, as things get proven more in court, we get to use different testing. So the Spartan Cube might be something that you may want to look into. Now, I have had several people in my mastermind group use this type of testing. And it seems like right now what most people are doing are they are trying to figure out where a contamination source is coming from. So let's say there's a cooling tower and it was positive for Legionella. They did their remediation schedule and they just simply weren't able to get those numbers where they wanted them to be. So they've used the Spartan product to backtrack where that possible Legionella was coming from. And in the three cases that I know of, they were able to find a dead leg that they did not know existed. And because of that, they were able to flush that dead leg out. They were able to add some plumbing so it wasn't a dead leg anymore. And now it was seen regular biocide. And that product was able to help them in that situation. As we talked about, as that becomes and newer tests become more of the standard, we are probably going to be able to run different types of tests. However, those same people that I spoke of that ran the Spartan test to figure out where the dead leg was, 
once they got everything remediated, they still use the culture method by sending that off to uh, an affiliated lab, and they were able to verify using the standard culture method that everything was where it needed to be according to their plan. So they were kind of using a one-two punch, if you will. They were making sure that they had something that the courts have deemed legally defensible. So folks, whenever you're looking at new technology, make sure you understand what is out there Make sure that you understand what your customer's asking for, what you need to do, and above all else, what you're trying to do with it when it's all said and done. Dr. Lim, thanks again for coming on and sharing more about your product. And folks, I hope that you keep those questions coming. The very last episode of the month, I am going to be answering your questions for Legionella. So no questions off base. I'll try to answer what I can and I will get some experts to help me answer the ones that I can't. So you can do that by going to scalinguph2o.com and I was going to say forward slash, but there's no forward slash. You could just go straight to that home webpage and there'll be a pop-up right on the right side. It says record voicemail and you can record your own voice there. You can do it on your desktop. You can do it from your mobile device. Just do it. Make sure I have you asking that question. And something else that people are asking about is what's going to happen now that AWT, the Association of Water Technologies, has decided to put their annual convention and expo online. And folks, we're learning more about this. I'm going to have AWT's president, Tom Brandvold, on, and he is going to share what the AWT is doing how the convention will be unique this year, and how they're adding on some very interesting items so it will feel like you are there and you're still going to be able to take advantage of many of the reasons that you come to the convention in the first place. So please join me when I have Tom on to tell me all of that. In the meantime, you can go to awt.org to find out more about what they are doing. Folks, thank you so much for listening today, and I will bring you another Legionella episode next week on Scaling Up H2O. Scaling Up Nation, on episode 136, you heard from four members of the Rising Tide Mastermind. One of those members was Eric Russo, and Eric is an extremely busy individual and I asked him the question, how he found the time and why he decided to join the Rising Tide Mastermind. Here's what he said. Like most people in the water treatment industry, there's always a struggle with work and life. And I had a daughter on the way and I was probably a little more mindful of how much I was working and how I can adjust my schedule or, or make it in such a way that was sustainable for my family. And this conversation is a little more difficult when you don't have people in the water treatment industry because they don't understand the travel aspect, the service aspect, the technical uh, knowledge needed to be successful. It's a little more difficult to, to balance that. So to have a group of like-minded individuals to work through with the goal of self-development, it's really helpful to kind of hash through those problems for me. Have you ever noticed that if you want something done, 
You give it to a busy person? Why is that? Why do busy people always seem to get something done? And we always wonder why, but there's a secret to that. Most busy people, if they're busy on the right things, it means that they are successful and they've learned to say yes to the things that help with their success, however they define success. Think about that. When was the last time you thought to yourself, how do I define success? Well, those are some of the questions that we ask in the Rising Tide Mastermind. And Eric asked himself, if I join the Rising Tide Mastermind, will this make me a better husband? Will this make me a better father? Will this make me a better water treater? And Eric has told me that it has done all of those things, and he is sure glad that he decided to join. Folks, I cannot say enough good things about being involved in a mastermind group. I ask that you go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind to see if being a member of the Rising Tide Mastermind is right for you. And if you decide that it is not, please find a group that is right for you. When we get together with other people that are concerned about everyone's success, everyone gets better and the tide rises all boats.